Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Potential use of white uh, phosphorus by Israel on a recent attack in Lebanon? I mean, we look at reports that happen in all conflict situations all around the world. That's part of what we do to ensure our own compliance with international obligations, but I can't confirm any particular formal review of uh, the kind that you're referring to. That's Jake Sullivan, National Security Advisor. It's kind of fascinating that. Biden's team still does have conversations speaking about, hey, just because this claim is made about Israel in its war with Hamas, this terrorist organization, doesn't make it true. You have John Kirby discussing Israel going to great lengths to not kill civilians. And then you've got President Biden saying that Israel is over the top. The mixed messaging is massive. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, good to be with you. Congressman Jim Banks joins me right now. He is from the Indiana 3rd District. That's the Fort Wayne area. Serves on the House Committee on Armed Services, Education and the Workforce, and the Select Committee on the Strategic Competition between the United States and the Chinese Communist Party. There's a series of things that I'd like to get to with you, sir. But the first, even though it has just come out, This statement from Congressman Mike Turner, chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, stating uh, that the committee has made available to all members information concerning a serious national security threat and that he is asking President Biden to declassify everything related to it so the administration, allies, and others in Congress can have a conversation and figure out how to respond. Is there anything you know about this that you could share with us? Well, it, uh, first and foremost, it's classified. We've been invited to go into the SCIF and review it, which I'll be doing later today. Uh, I don't know more. I don't know more than that. I know uh, Chairman Turner, Chairman of the Intelligence Committee, uh, is um, on the front lines of reauthorizing FISA, and that's a debate that we're having in Congress. I believe FISA needs to be significantly reformed uh, to uh, prevent from. Uh, those uh, laws being politicized in a way that they have over the last few years. But I, I don't know yet what the what the classified information that they are making available to members of Congress is, because I haven't seen it yet, but I will later today. But I, be, be, being classified is hard to hard to talk about it at this point. I believe the term that he utilized was to to declassify all the information. That's why I asked about it. But if if you have not yet seen it, you are going to be seeing it later today. That's right. Uh, we'll, we'll go see it later today. He's calling on the president to declassify it. The president has the, the power to do that. Uh, Congress doesn't. So if President Biden declassifies it, then it can be made readily available to the public. Obviously, if, if Mike Turner, uh, chairman of the Intelligence Committee, believes that this is something that's really significant that members of Congress should see that could guide our 
decision-making about issues related to FISA or national security, all members of Congress should make time today to go see it. So what he's making available is the classified information that you would have to go to a skip for a specialized compartmented information uh, facility. These are the kinds of documents that Joe Biden had at his home in Delaware and no charges uh, being brought uh, against him. I will get uh, to that. But this does lead us to the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas. It took two uh, bites at the apple to get this done, two 14s, two 13 vote, the first cabinet member uh, to be impeached, I think, since the 1870s. Was this about Mayorkas or was this about we can't get to Biden? We can't get away with that one. So this will do. Well, the buck stops with Joe Biden. And I voted yesterday. I voted last week to impeach Mayorkas. He deserves to be impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors and aiding and abetting a foreign invasion of our country. But I do, I do agree, Tony, that it, for all the reasons that we're impeaching Mayorkas, we should be impeaching Joe Biden for those reasons, plus the corruption of his family, the abuse of his powers, using the FBI to cover up information about his son's crimes, um, all of the foreign entanglements that the Biden family has with the money that they've taken through Hunter and, and his activities. So. My my hope is that now we move into now that the Mayorkas impeachment is over, we move into the serious, the more serious matter, and that's impeaching Joe Biden, the most corrupt president we've ever had in American history. We all understand that this is not going to move forward in the Senate where the trial takes place. The Senate is not going to remove him. And you have people like Congressman Jamie Raskin saying that this is the shredding of the Constitution. Those were uh, his words. And uh, that uh, the the Republicans are simply unserious when they bring about these kinds of moves. Is this political or is this is, is it your belief that the American people, independents, moderates, the suburban soccer mom, et cetera, see this as something that he should be held apart, uh, accountable for? Yeah, the, the, very, the very nature of, of all people, Jamie Raskin, making a claim like that when he was on the front lines of both of the Trump impeachments and the sham January 6th committee. I mean, the guy is a political clown. But put that aside, the open border at our southern border is the biggest issue affecting um, our nation today. And you have Joe Biden, Mayorkas, and this administration circumventing the rule of law, 10 million illegals invading our country, preventing the state of Texas from securing their own state border from this foreign invasion, drugs, crime, everything that's coming with it that will impact our country for a generation to come. So uh, the the seriousness of this issue and the, the fact that the House impeached Mayorkas, the trial in the Senate is mandatory. And this, I think this is a really important part of it, both for Mayorkas and when we move forward with impeaching Joe Biden, have the public hearing to present the facts in the United States Senate. And uh, I, there, there's going to be a lot of egg on the faces of those Democrats who voted to impeach Trump, but don't vote to impeach Mayorkas or even more importantly, Joe Biden in the future after that public trial makes all of these facts readily available to the public. I think that's the that's the really important part of it. The transparency of these hearings in the Senate are so important as we talk about how how we have to move forward to secure our country, secure our border and clean up the mess of the Biden administration. Allow me to push back just for a moment, sir. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, candidate for Senate, Republican candidate in the state of Indiana. What egg, what face 
I've watched the Democratic Party move uh, for years. They don't ever get embarrassed by anything. Adam Schiff stated that he had the information cold about things Donald Trump was doing with Russia and never presented it. And that man, sir, still has his committee assignments. Isn't the egg on the face of Republicans who let people like uh, like Adam Schiff, who let people uh, like bigot Rashida Tlaib or bigot Ilhan Omar continue on committees? You, your uh, ire with the Republican Party is well-deserved, but the public hearing in the Senate uh, uh, over both Mayorkas and Biden, I think, are very, import- very important for the American people to see it. You can't, you can't censor that. It's public and transparent in a way that uh, all, of the, all of this hasn't been, as the mainstream media covers up for Joe Biden, as they censor the, everything from the Hunter Biden laptop to the abuses of power since Joe Biden has been in office and what they've done to destroy this country by opening the border, that all becomes part of the public debate in a, in a hearing before the Senate. And I think it'll be, you know, of, of course, I'm not naive about this. The D- Democrats protect their own. They're not going to remove Mayorkas or remove Joe Biden. But at least they have to have a debate, a hearing about it, and they have to vote on it. And that's entered into the public record as we um, as this as this country recognizes that we can't afford um, another year of Joe Biden, let alone another four years of the mess that they've created in this country. But I, I get it. I mean, your 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 frustration with the Republican Party, which has once again last night proven itself to be the stupid party, giving away yet another a seat in our majority to the Democrats after ousting George Santos, a big change of, of precedence in American history to oust a guy who wasn't even who still yet today hasn't even been convicted of a crime. And we gave his seat away to Democrats because a few uh, New York Republicans couldn't explain why the guy was serving in Congress alongside them. Um, Of course, that that just, I mean, I I understand your frustration, your ire with the Republican Party. It's well-deserved. But those public transparent hearings about Mayorkas and Biden and those impeachment hearings, I think, are very important. But this is this is really the conversation, sir. How does this turn into winning? When you talk about George Santos being removed and Democrats never remove anybody, and then you have the former congressman uh, in in that area of New York, Democrat Tom Susie, uh, winning the seat, a very very close race. Um, you know, uh, you have Speaker Johnson saying, "Hey, they spent fifteen million dollars. They had a no name. We had no someone you never heard of before, and we made them spend money. This isn't the worst thing in the world." But it is a pretty bad thing. When we take a look at the impeachment of Mayorkas, has there been a conversation, a real political conversation of, here's how it hurts us, here's how it helps us, is this the best decision to make? Uh, I believe it's important. I, I, I believe that uh, politically and for the sake of our country, impeaching the cabinet secretary who is most responsible for destroying this country with a wide open border, that's a that's a... Uh, a, 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 pre, a, a well, uh, well, well precedented vote that we cast last night to to impeach him, but that trial and that public, very public hearing in the Senate that will get a lot of attention over what's going on there. I, I just I just think it's really important, Tony, and, and do and the same with President Biden. The reason that we have to impeach President Biden is that so no president in the future can ever look back and say Joe Biden got got away with that type of corruption, with his family profiting from our foreign adversary selling access to his dad, the senator, vice president, president of the United States of America. 
There, there needs to be a marker planted in the ground and say, that's wrong, that's corrupt, that shouldn't happen, and that's why we should impeach him for it. Let me uh, move a little bit to the words of Speaker Mike Johnson. Humanize Mike. Sorry about that. Uh, Speaker Mike Johnson is stating quite clearly that when it comes to the Senate aid package, the 90-plus billion dollars for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, he will not be jammed into voting for this thing. Disregarded the laws Congress has passed. But, but much more has to be done, of course, to secure the border. And what the Senate produced this week is silent on that issue. Senator McConnell and I have spoken about this in frank sessions, and let me be clear here again this morning. The Republican-led House will not be jammed or forced into passing a foreign aid bill that was opposed by most Republican senators and does nothing to secure our own border. It's time for Washington to start showing some love to Americans. On Valentine's Day, this is a good day to point this out. You need to listen to the American people and their needs and take action. And that's why House leadership will continue to govern with Americans' interests at heart. So he's saying that the $95 billion passed by the Senate Aid that I'm in favor of, because I do believe in supporting Ukraine with bullets. I do believe in supporting uh, uh, Israel with, with, with missiles. I just don't think that this should be looked at as a jobs package. And when Democrats do that, like Representative Crow and others, I find it despicable. But you're, he is saying that the House will not vote on this until there is border legislation. Am I hearing him correctly? Yes, and I, 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 I couldn't be happier with uh, Mike Johnson's leadership on this on this note. No, no more money for Ukraine, and you can I, I understand your position on Ukraine, Tony, but it betrays the American people when we have a wide open southern border. We haven't funded the wall, we haven't secured the border, but now we're in the hundreds of billions of dollars that we've sent to Ukraine to take care of their those issues without taking care of our own. And and Mike Johnson is unequivocal in it and and house republican majority we stand we, we stand on the side of the speaker with securing the border first before we focus on the ukraine issue this this bill that passed out of the senate is 62.3 billion dollars for ukraine uh, out of the 95 billion not a cent for our own southern border another 14 billion dollars for israel which is really important and the house has passed aid to israel over to the senate they haven't taken it up with offsets to to pay for it um, because they 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 are so religiously focused on Ukraine without focusing on putting America first, bankrupting our own country without securing our own border. And uh, House Republican, the House Republican majority, even at this point with a two seat Republican majority, we stand unified and firmly against those efforts to uh, that, that, that don't do anything for America, but help uh, other countries instead. Before I, I let you go, sir, uh, a question about your Senate race. You're a candidate for Senate in the state of Indiana, a Republican, uh, and you're, you want to be the Republican nominee. And there's been a very large back and forth about somebody running against you and whether they can be on the ballot. Uh, John Rust and whether he has actual eligibility and it's in front of the, the Indiana Supreme Court uh, right now. Uh, regardless, uh, there are ads that run on my home radio station, WIBC in Indianapolis, that specifically discussed the border. And from those ads, you would think that you, Jim Banks, are personally driving illegal immigrants across the border and teaching them how to destroy America and giving Trump the finger on the wall. Yeah, this they, is they, they, these, 
Go ahead. Go, you go ahead, sir. I mean, these ads are completely false. And the more people will learn about John Rust, my uh, prospective opponent, the more they won't buy into anything the guy says. I mean, they're, they're complete lies. I mean, I, this is the reason that Donald Trump has endorsed me over him and told him to, to back off and, and quit using his names in ads because John Rust is a lifelong Democrat. He voted for Obama-Biden. He, he's, he's not a, a Republican conservative uh, fighter for our country. He's been on the side of the Democrats for most of his life. And that's why he wasn't, that's why he had to sue the state to strike down the laws to be eligible to get his name on the ballot because he's a Democrat. Um, he should be running as a Democrat, not a Republican. So my, my record speaks for itself, strong on the border, strong on national security, strong fiscal conservative pro-life uh, leadership in the House of Representatives. I led the largest conservative caucus in the House, and I'm running for the Senate because the Senate needs more conservatives who are going to put America first and uh, fight for this country, put, put the interests of this country over the interests of other countries around the world. That's what I'm, what, that's what I'm going to do when I get to the Senate and fight alongside uh, President Trump to get it done. Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.